0: it's wednesday august 30th this is the final episode of the sleepers podcast in the month of august you may be saying to yourself well wait a second there's 31 days in august what about tomorrow's episode greg in that case i would say we have some sad news there will be no episode tomorrow or friday this is the final episode of the week and the month We'll be back Monday after Labor Day weekend. I'm going on vacation with my wife and daughter. We're going up to Northern Michigan. I can't wait. Uh, So we talked about it. We were going to try and record like three days worth of episodes today. And I was going to get them all out. Quite frankly, there's not that much to talk about. We have some fun topics we're getting creative with today. But uh, in general, we're just going to take a little break. What we are going to do, Cart, we're going to try some live rooms on Thursday and Friday for the first time ever. Do you want to explain how that's going to work?
1: Yeah, so one of the beautiful features of Discord, actually, is that there is a live, basically, channel that we're able to go on. I actually, two weeks ago, tried to record my men's league game via Discord live channel. And some people got to see one or two buckets at a very, very bad 47-degree angle. But there is a voice channel. Uh, we got a pretty good following in the Discord. And it's uh, it gives us opportunity to kind of do a live show. We always talked about doing a live show um possibly maybe like on our youtube channel or another another avenue but what perfect way to you know give it a go and give this discord live um you know give it a chance because i feel like if it works pretty well too it's be something we could use during the season for sure
0: yeah we definitely want to do like watch alongs and like live just talk to each other during games and bring people up to talk with us Uh, We're going to try this tomorrow in place of the episode, so we'll still like come with topics and structure it like an episode. We're just going to do it live, and anybody who is in the Discord can jump up and talk with us, be part of the show, and listen to it live. Uh, So yeah, hopefully that'll work. Sorry to people that aren't in the Discord that uh, want their episodes on Thursday and Friday. This will be like the only time for a while that we aren't giving you free episodes, and uh, it's just because I'm on vacation. Sorry. We made it seven weeks. We hit the over pretty hard. The, the
1: kids kids unplugging he deserves it and we'll be back Monday so don't fret
0: yeah <laughs> we, uh, we did smash the over I feel pretty good that what is it seven and a half weeks
1: yeah easily too by the way if we're you know for those keeping
0: track at home that's one of the easiest overs I've ever seen I also feel obligated to just say this out loud for anybody listening and not watching this Carter I'm wearing an Adam Banks Mighty Ducks jersey like D2 Mighty Ducks era but like the throwback So just throwing that out there, I feel like you should have the proper mental image of me today. There's an energy in the building.
1: Okay. And if we're doing that for the folks that are listening, I just got a cut yesterday and it's slapping too. Okay. So let's just, let's get that out the way. It's going to be a good episode.
0: Yeah. Thank you for getting the mental picture proper uh, of us today. And by the way, uh, while I'm talking about Adam Banks, Don't even think about getting a Charlie Conway jersey. Charlie got all the credit when he really deserved none of the credit. Like, ooh, congrats. You were mature enough to deal with your mom dating your coach. Blah, blah, blah. He wasn't in the score sheet, okay? He was never one of the three stars. He wasn't tough enough to take a pen for the team. Adam Banks is what made that group go, and I won't hear any other arguments. Uh, Good comments day yesterday. A lot of discussion in the Discord. Let's go to Carter Elliott's favorite comment of the day first, though. Okay, we're going to go to the. Co- and I, you
1: know what? I got a different strategy of picking comments, you know, compared to you, Gregory. I don't, sometimes I don't want to go to the negative ones. I like being happy when I read my comments. So I actually got one picked out here that I would like to ask you. And I'm looking like a goofball right now because I had it right here and not went away. Where'd it go?
0: Our logistics what? team isn't doing great right now. I just want to say, that. by the way, yesterday I posted the entire video series, like all the clips, I posted them with no audio. To YouTube,
1: I mean, you 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 made that one look easy though. You went over that pretty easily. Um, But all right, here's what here's the one I got. This one comes from I'm going to think it's wide receiver Gadsby, 1846, and he had a bold prediction. He said that AJ Hoggard makes first team All Big Ten, and Tyson Walker doesn't. Now, I feel like that statement might be kind of shocking at first, but is it that is it that shocking, Greg? That hope because so, it's gonna be it, with with Michigan State being as good as they are, and the two guards probably getting a majority of the stats. You're thinking maybe it's gonna be one of those guys. It'd probably lean Tyson at this point. But is it crazy to think that AJ Hogart actually could be the guard that makes you know the first team all Big Ten over Tyson?
0: I actually don't think it's that crazy. And shout out to Gadsby. Um, not sure if WR is supposed to mean wide receiver or not. I'm in a group text with Gadsby and our other boy, CJ. Um Gadsby, big fan of the show, by the way, big fan of yours, Carter, big fan of A.J. Hogard. We've had many an A.J. Hogard discussion. I've probably talked to Gadsby more about A.J. Hogard than I've talked to you about my feelings on A.J. Hogard. Uh, I don't think this is that absurd because, you know, Hogard is going to put up counting numbers at a minimum. Like even when I would say Hogard's playing like a C-level game, he finishes with like five assists. Like that's every single game. So if he's just a little more consistent, there's not mental blow ups like there is a world here where AJ is just like a 14 and seven guy every single night, which is probably better numbers than Tyson's going to finish with. Like Michigan State has enough options that they don't need Tyson to be an 18 a game scorer, even if he's capable of it. So I don't know. It's weird. I think people have penciled in Tyson because he was the best player last year. But again, that had more to do with A.J. getting in his own way than it did like Tyson being incredible, in my opinion. So I don't hate that take. I might uh, I might actually take that take and run with that take a little bit if A.J. gets off to a good season or a good well, start. I
1: don't like I don't like how that take made you so that comment made you so comfortable. So I want to throw you another little loop here. This is another little sub question what I would have replied on my YouTube burner account to this. <laughs> Let me see if I want to word this, how I want to word this. What would be the surprise Michigan State player? or What would be like, What what's your sneaky pick? Even let's just say all of the Big Ten. What's your like sneaky pick to make an all Big Ten team that no one's picking right now?
0: I, honestly, my answer probably naturally would have been Hogard because nobody is picking him and he's going to have the counting numbers. Like would be would be Hogard. I think when I was doing my top 25 exercise, I had Hogard. I think sixth on the list of players in the conference. Like he's right there. Even if people want to downplay him or not talk about him, Uh, just off production alone, he's going to be there. I'm trying to think of another name. I mean, Bruce Thornton, we've, we've gassed up a ton. I think it would be one of these breakout sophomores. Like could, could one of Ohio state sophomores be really good. Could Malik Renault be really good. Uh, I do think like, it's not going to happen because of Edie, but, God forbid if Edie just like took a sabbatical in the middle of the season. I think Trey Hoffman wrens good enough to be All Big Ten right now. Edie sabbatical. And you, uh, I mean, you you downplayed him yesterday. You said he's going to bust a couple of days ago. But man, there's a world where Doug McDaniel's awesome this year. I'm just saying that. Like even Com was good, and Com was getting all the buzz. Even if Calm was what they want him to be, Doug is option one on this team. And if Doug is just good in his option one role. He could make it. Yeah.
1: Two two names I want to throw out there. One's farther out than other ones. Dante Scott. Oh. Dante Scott. Dante Scott making, like, a third team all Big Ten. I see a world where that happens. Because he finally just, like...
0: Oh, I, th- I thought we were talking, like, first team. My bad. Oh,
1: oh, no, no, no. I was just talking about, like, making all Big Ten team. If we're talking about, like, first team, I would probably go with the sophomores that you said. Obviously, like... I think I guess uh, a hotter take would be Braden Smith ends up being first team all Big Ten over A.J. Hogard.
0: I love that take.
1: Um, love that take. But the other one I would go with, and just because I got to, there's, there's no Jay Nakins mentions happening for all Big Ten honors.
0: For Jay Nakins will be an
1: all Big Ten player this year.
0: He'll play at an All-Big Ten caliber. He won't be an All-Big Ten player because he's going to be the third at best option every time he steps on the floor. He's not be in a team. situation that helps him. He'll be an All-Big Ten player. He is not in a situation that helps him individually earn those accolades whatsoever. Would you like to make a bet? Yes, gladly. And you you should know by now you don't want to make a bet against me. <laughs> like I think like I won the last bet against you. What was it? I don't know. And I don't think you did. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you can keep the records, my friend. I have a notepad. You've seen the notepad of all my lifelong bets. Have I talked about this on the podcast before? I know I've talked about it. On oh, You, was- you talked about it on
1: previous. I don't know if you've talked about it since we started doing daily episodes.
0: So I have a, a notepad uh, here. You can actually see it. I have a notepad in my phone that I've had for roughly 10 years now called lifelong bets. And uh, if you go up and down this, these are just bets that I've made with various friends in my life that uh, if they come to fruition like 20 years down the line, you have to pay up. So I'll just read a couple of these. Some of these are too inappropriate to, uh, to read. The very first one is that someone in my life will come out as homosexual by the time he or she is 30 years old. Uh, I had that with my wife for about 12 years since we were in college. And my wife cashed it. She was the one saying it would happen. It did happen, by the way, happened at the buzzer, like a fourth quarter buzzer beater. So I had to buy my wife a fancy appetizer dinner for that one. Uh, Moving on, just a couple others here. I have a bet with my friend Roby that Patrick Beeline will win a major conference title as a head coach before he's 60. I made that before all of his familial issues. So not looking good for me. I'm probably going to owe Roby $50 uh, like 30 years from now. You and I have a couple in here that are are ongoing, and one you actually need to pay me up for. You had a bet with me that Rocket Watts would make it to his senior year at Michigan State. So you owe me a fifth for that. Uh, We also have another one. I took the over on your age, 37 and a half years old, that the Lions will not make the Super Bowl until you are older than 37 and a half years old. So. Yeah, that big year. I mean, you have you have seven and a half years, uh, hundred dollar bet between you and I on that one. So, there's then there's a bunch like I have this is the last one I'll say. I'm sorry. Um, I have a, a bet with a roommate of mine from college that uh, a couple we know peripherally that is currently married will get divorced by the year 2040. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm laughing too because I know, <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. It's expensive. I've seen this no indie.
1: I've seen there's no details, and let's just say there's some bets on here that they cash, they got to cash in silence. It's
0: a good bet. Another great one, by the way. Uh, I said Rihanna won't release an album before we're 37. That's a bet with my wife. That's looking great for me, by the way. I've had that about eight she'll years. D- she'll definitely drop an album before 37.
1: You think 30- so? Before 37? I-, I think she's done, man. She'll at least drop like a, a care package type thing.
0: All I'm saying is, as I, I scroll through this, other than the Patrick Beeline one, my hit rate's pretty good in bats. You're good better. Body language PhD card. Get the newsletter Sleeper's Bats coming out later today. Should we, uh, should we move to the Discord comments? A lot of activity in the Discord last night. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Starting with D. Rose, uh, SAT, who says, if Matt Painter wins a title this year, is he on the Mount Rushmore of Big Ten coaches? I said yes. My initial reaction to this was no way. And then I started thinking more about it. I'm like, well, not a lot of big ten coaches have titles. So by default, maybe, but like I I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he would. Like, I don't think he's like there. You, you had Beeline on there, correct? Uh-huh. Well, no. I had so I had three non-negotiables: Bobby Knight, Tom Izzo, Bo Ryan. To me, are non-negotiables. And Knight and Izzo have championships. Bo Ryan, to me, I mean, didn't make a championship or didn't win one, but arguably more impressive that Wisconsin made the championship beating that Kentucky team. Like, that was a moment for the Big Ten that freaking Frank Kaminsky beat the most loaded John Calipari team ever. Um, And Bo Ryan, like, sort of just, I hated him, but looking at his face, like, he embodied Big Ten basketball. Like, he just, he he was the face of it. To me, there is an element of like, you got to be the face of it. Like Bobby Knight was, Tom Izzo is, Bo Ryan was. I don't feel like Matt Painter's that. And maybe he would be if he got over the hump, but like, he's a good coach. I don't view him as like face of the Big Ten, even if he wins a national title, really. I
1: mean, but just so much sustained, at least over the past like decade, so much sustained success with those Purdue teams. I know people are going to come at me like, oh, there's probably some fourth place finishes in there. But he's also, you know, won Big Ten regular season titles, Big Ten tournament titles. I don't know.
0: The two I I, had, the two I had currently. I I think he's
1: on it for me. Like, I think he's that fourth guy.
0: Currently or if he wins a title?
1: If he wins a title.
0: Okay. So the two I had over him currently, I think it's between Thad Mata and John Beeline for the fourth spot. Both guys that made national championship games and pretty much had a decade of sustained like not dominance but a decade of sustained that program's the top program in the country uh what
1: what team did the dad's team lose to the championship game florida florida that's who it was okay yeah
0: yeah and he i mean he again thad did it with multiple teams like he had the odin conley very good team and then like did they make it to championships no but like he had the aaron craft era that was a really good team he had even like his end years, like he had D'Angelo Russell on the team. That was a pretty good yeah. team.
1: Solonger, um, uh, yeah. Evan Turner. Yeah,
0: which like, okay, if we're playing the era's game, Painter has an argument because you got like Etuan Moore, Hummel, Jawan Johnson, and then you fast forward to like his super big era where it's just like Caleb Swannigan, uh, A.J. Hammonds, all these guys, and now Edie. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. I guess by default, if he wins, maybe. But in my head, in my head, he's still pretty far off from the sustained greatness that Beeline and Mata did.
1: I think if he makes, if he makes a championship game, I think I might give him the nod and put him up there.
0: Maybe I damn
1: near, I damn near might do it if he makes a final four.
0: Can I ask you this? Because this this comes back to a question we did the other day briefly, but like. In the Discord, we were talking about where, uh, like, how you would rate programs. Like, is Purdue a middle of the pack program or is it a top tier program in the Big Ten? And the way I started framing this out was basically like, if you're the head coach for five years at one of these schools, is that your destination school or are you looking to leave? And I think, like, Indiana's a blue blood. When you get to Indiana, you're not looking to leave. Michigan State, and uh, I forget who I had with Michigan State. Do you remember who at Maryland where if you get to Michigan State or Maryland, you're not going to leave. Was
1: this your tier one?
0: Yeah. Just like how you would tier the programs. Like if you you get to Michigan State or Maryland, you're not going to leave even for like a Duke job opens up. You're not leaving Michigan State or Maryland. Michigan and Ohio State are football schools. But even that, like like Beeline and Mata weren't going to leave to coach a different college program. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. Beeline was going to leave for the NBA, but they weren't going to go if Duke called them. If Duke called Matt Painter, Matt Painter's leaving. Like, if, if Kansas offers Matt Painter the job when Bill Self leaves, he's gone. And I, I don't know what that says. That's not a bad thing for Painter. I don't think that's like district, but I think that, like, that plays into some of this of like, I still I don't think Matt Painter's going to coach at Purdue for the rest of his life. I think he's going to get over the hump at Purdue and then some elite program is going to call him and he's going to leave, much like Bill Self did from Illinois. Hmm. It's
1: interesting take. I, the funny thing is, I feel like the only comments that are going to be uh in the section on this one are going to be like, "You guys are forgetting Gene Katie."
0: Yeah. What What's your phrase on old? We don't acknowledge certain things. I, just, I don't
1: acknowledge basketball that was played in black and white.
0: I don't honestly. K- Katie probably is fourth on Mount Rushmore right now. But anyways, let's move on. Uh, fam says, in terms of tattoo bets, I think that Aaron Henry team is as close as you want to make it. They did best two top five teams right before the tourney to make it. It was another little too loud fire Izzo year, and I was sick of it. Had me fired up on tattoo levels. I don't want to run the tape back from that year because I'm pretty sure there were a lot of loud weeks of me camping for Drew Valentine to be Michigan State's head coach over Tom Izzo.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there was also a segment that we had to implement where you took five minutes to just say nice things about Tom Izzo. And it was great.
0: That was a fun one. Uh, Yeah, I remember we had DK on an episode, and I just was like forcing him to the fire. This was like the lowest point of Michigan State. Like they, It looked like they weren't going to make the tournament. And I'm like, you can let Izzo coach this out wherever it goes, or you can have Drew Valentine right now. But if you don't have Drew Valentine right now, he might get scooped up by Louisville. Like he might not end up available to Michigan State. What do you do? And DK was like teetering. And I thought I was going to get him to say he wanted his Ogon, but he never went there. Credit to DK for that. But I remember like in the moment, like this is the only time I'm ever going to have a chance to get him to say something like
1: that. I need this. I need this on record.
0: Craig uh, said all Big Ten team was a great segment. Maybe let Riley in on the all ACC team one. Just steal one of his topics. It's your show. That's a great idea. We should do that with Riley. Uh, we aren't doing Riley Friday this Friday. Um, one, because I'm on vacation. But actually, two, because Riley, North Carolina guy, uh, the the tragic news out of North Carolina with another shooting on another campus. Riley is actually heavily involved on the campus. He does uh, a lot of... Um, I, w- I don't want to use the wrong word, but he's involved with a lot of students for his work at North Carolina. So very tough week for him, as it is for the entire North Carolina community. Our thoughts are with all of them. But let's be fucking honest. Thoughts do nothing in this situation. And this is the thousandth situation of this situation this year in this country. So any any words to add, Cart? <laughs> Not to take this a political route, but no, it's just
1: exhausting. It's it's exhausting and it happened a few days ago and people have already moved on and sent out their thoughts and prayers tweets and it's just gonna happen again and it's it's I you know I I already talked to Riley personally just because obviously I know the spot he's in and how close he is with UNC and the students on campus so it's always very it's jarring when it happens in general it's jarring even when it happens so close to home as you know and I know with the Michigan State shooting that happened so uh, yeah obviously something i don't mean to laugh but it's just like goddamn like what else has to happen for something to be done it's just it's 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 uh, draining
0: yeah i mean it's it's sickening that i'm bonding with people in my life over the experience of a shooting happening in your community like that's yeah. it's now reaching that point where like Everybody knows someone from a different area of the country that has gone through this and can relate to the fact that oh, two minutes from where I, I grew up and went to school, somebody just got shot and killed. Like that's sickening, but that's that's where we're at right now. So anyway, obviously, um, feeling for Riley this week and feeling for everybody on the North Carolina community. Tristan says my all Big Ten team to win it all. He has Jameer Young, Ace Baldwin. Terrence Shannon, Olivier Com with Zach Eadie with Tom Izzo coaching. He says Tyson Walker not good enough compared to other guards to not have the clear best head coach for your run.
1: You know, I always take Tristan's things with a, a, a grain of Velveeta because he doesn't really know what good guard play is, and that's not his fault because the last good guard he had was LeVance Fields. Um, so eventually he'll get there. He'll understand what good guard play looks like, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. I can't let the ace ball win over Tyson Walker thing slide. I'm good with Jameer Young on there. I'm fine with that. And honestly, I'm good with putting somebody else on there. But ace ball win over Tyson. Mm, that can't fly. I'm sorry.
0: I do think that um, there's a big. I like gap. Ace, And I like, sorry. And I like ace
1: ball by the way, like you I actually engage. like him. I think he's good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But not
0: over Tyson. We've talked about Ace in the show. I know you're a big fan of him. I uh, I do think there's a bigger gap between Tom Izzo and the other coaches than there is between Tyson Walker and the guards. Um, But even if we sub Tyson out, Ace isn't the name I would choose. And uh, it just felt wrong. Yesterday, in the moment, it felt wrong not having a Michigan State player in this group of five. But I do think it says something that there are people whose basketball minds we respect that would not pick a Michigan State player in this five. And this is a... uh top five team in the country, and you're not positive you'd take a Michigan State player at the top of the Big Ten group? Like, like, Doesn't that say something, Cart? A little bit, or no?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, It says
0: something. It says Izzo's great. That's what it says. Mostly, right? Yeah, it says something. <laughs> what does it say? It says something. <laughs> Ulamog says he has to know how Carter can be a fan of Man City with this jump shot, and he linked the Jack Grealish jumper.
1: Yeah, it's insane, but like, I'm not going to go nuts and lose my mind over a team I support that you can't use your hands.
0: Is it Grealish or Graylish? Grealish. Grealish. That's what I thought. Um, I think he might be my least favorite footy player on earth. Why? I feel like you guys got the same haircut. See, that's i'm so sad now i hate myself (laughs) but Grealish has got a nice head of hair and great Uh, calves yeah i uh i'm not a grealish guy i just think he's like too pretty boy for me you know how i felt about harry kane like he should have been in shampoo commercials not on the pitch uh that's sort of how i feel about grealish and this jumper makes it 20 times worse and he's on my fantasy epl team and he just never scores he doesn't come through for the round robin he never scores uh he just he runs around. He gets some cardio in, like you did. You have a current expensive. favorite player in EPL? Yeah. If I were being truly honest about it, it would be Holland. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just generational, right? And he's fun, and this he looks, looks like a man.
1: Be a Man City fan with me?
0: No. I like uh, who's who's the guy I was texting about from Nottingham? Uh, Awonia or I Oh, I don't know how you say it. I got to figure out how to say it. Love him right now. <laughs> and I had no idea that Matt Turner was the keeper for Nottingham. So yep. I'm in between if I'm a Nottingham fan and a. Uh, now I'm forgetting the other team. Who did I Brighton. Yeah. I'm, I'm in between Brighton and Nottingham, but I, but I the, am no longer and, a Chelsea
1: fan. Game after you texted me for Brighton, they got smacked 4 1 at home by West Ham. Don't know what that means.
0: I think I'm a Nottingham fan because I've always been partial to baby blue and red being a color combination. I feel like that's really underutilized and there should be like more mainstream schools using that. Uh, And to the tree logo, like just the forest. I love it. No,
1: I'm I'm in with you on Nottingham Forest only because when I pick my EPL teams, obviously I'm always a Man City fan, but I like to pick a team with some adverse, like I need a team that's fighting relegation. Like on the yeah. last day of the season, I'm locked into a game and we need a draw away at Sheffield or we're going back to the championship. I yeah. need that
0: that's scenes. Yeah, I've adopted Nottingham officially over the last five seconds of this conversation. And uh, sorry, Chelsea, but you can't just ship everyone out. Like you can't, I can't sign up to be a fan of you during a pandemic. And then two and a half years later after we win the Champions League, no one on the roster is there again. Like That, that just can't happen. I'm sorry. Uh, shout out Ben Chilwell. I do love you. I feel sorry for what's happened to you. But good Lord, man. Upper management has pissed me off and they've lost a fan. Okay. I've taken my talents to Nottingham. Matt F says, like the hypotheticals, especially in the offseason, same game rules as yesterday, but make a starting five plus coach of Big Ten bench players who could compete for a top four finish in the Big Ten. Only doing top four because I think MSU and Purdue are just juggernauts this year. Love that idea. Matt, we're gonna do that for a whole segment today.
1: Good job, Matt. It always it's you should always put a little tip in your a little feather in your cap if you come up with a comment that turns into a topic.
0: Yes. Um yeah. We're in. We love that. And then Coy and Matt went back and forth a little bit on what they would do uh, with their rosters. Fam has commented that DGLs a lock on this team. Same with either Hall or Booker. Very excited to hear if Malik Hall is a lock on your team for this one. Um, so, yeah, a lot, lot of good discussion. That's pretty much it for today. I think uh, the Discord's going to hopefully enjoy this segment since everybody wants to give their teams in there. And uh, shout out to the Discord again. I think we're like 32 people total right now. Uh, we'll do some live stuff thursday and friday in place of normal episodes and if you want to join for that basically you're getting a lot of new stuff in the discord you're getting the newsletter today you're getting two live rooms thursday friday Good time and to join. a, and a jersey
1: win. if you join
0: and a, a jersey if you join well you got to refer someone but still no one's taking me up on that and i'm wearing an adam banks ducks jersey this Look, could be looks, yours show the logo Look, look, look the logo. That is that is pristine. Do you need to see the ninety nine banks? I mean, that's that says Adam Banks ninety nine. Okay, that's also, pristine. Can you guess? I'm bringing a uh, I'm bringing two additional jerseys with me to Traverse City with my wife and daughter. Can you guess what the two additional jerseys I'm bringing are? Uh, okay, I'm not going to be able to get
1: the player, but I'm going to try to guess what they are. You're I think br-
0: you you could get the player for one of them, maybe not the other.
1: Are you bringing your D'Angelo Russell Ohio State jersey?
0: Mm-mm. Good guess, though.
1: Oh, okay. Are you uh I <laughs> I know it's not Cade. Uh is it you mentioned it yesterday. Is it Mellow Trimble?
0: No, I'll tell you. It's D Brown, Illinois, which is my favorite jersey I've ever owned. And uh I just thought of a story that's probably not worth telling on the pod, but it's, it might be worth telling on the pod. The second one I'm bringing is Jaden Ivy Pistons turquoise era throwback.
1: Great. I want one of those green Pistons jerseys. Do you like those? Oh, yeah.
0: The, don't they say like D.E.T. on the front?
1: I thought I thought they literally just – I don't think they say D.E.T. No, those are like the red – you're thinking of like the red, black, uh, uh, blue ones, like the stripes. This one is like – it kind of looks St. Patrick's Day –
0: Oh, Hmm. I don't know what that is.
1: I'll I'll text you a picture of it.
0: Okay. Um, Can I, can I tell my quick D Brown story that just threw me mentally off for a second? Of course. So I've never been more conflicted in my life than in college. This was about a month after I had been dating my now wife, sophomore year of college, like fall football season. Right. So we're going to a party that night and uh, it has been brought to my attention prior to the party that my now wife's ex-boyfriend, most recent ex-boyfriend who did not go to Michigan state was going to be at this house party. We were going to on Michigan state. Yeah. But big, big time. So all I had heard about this dude at the time was it was like a really messy breakup. And there was just a lot of animosity towards each other. So just typical, like, Oh, I'm the new guy. I think we were like recently Facebook official. So I know I'm going to cross paths with this dude. Anyways, pull up to this party. Uh, and the very first thing I see is this guy in a D brown, Illinois Jersey. No way. hundred percent true. Most conflicted I've ever, cause I went in like ready to beef. I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? And then I just walk in and this dude's in the coolest Jersey I've ever seen. So I like naturally wanted to boy up with him after that, but uh hard to boy up with someone when he is blowing weed smoke in my now wife's face. So, uh, I- That's very tough, but a great jersey. Great jersey. Night got messy from there, and uh, that's a great story too. I'm glad you said that. That needed to be said. It it needed to be out there. She's my wife now, so hope you listen. That jersey. Oh yeah, it's a great jersey. That's a great jersey. Great jersey. Should we get to the topics? I feel like we're all over the place today. Sure, why not? It's a lot of chaotic vacation energy today. I like it, which leads us to a great chaotic first topic. Coleman Hawkins said he wants to play for Rutgers. (laughs) Uh, maybe not explicitly. Like, this is one of those, like, was it CBK report? I don't know. One of those accounts, was Tipton actually. Oh, it was Tipton. Uh, Jesus, I didn't mean to disrespect Tipton like that, but Tipton has kind of gotten on his CBK report game a little bit recently. <laughs> I don't know. On three, must have had a quarterly meeting that's like, we, we're gonna need some clickbait content. And uh, Tipton's crushing that because Tipton crushes everything. But he just took a picture of every Big Ten coach and was like, which Big Ten coach would you play for? And a bunch of Big Ten players like responded. I saw like Cohen Carr, Jeremy Fears, a bunch of Michigan State guys said, like, you know the deal, like Izzo, obviously. A bunch of other players said their own coach. Coleman Hawkins flies in out of nowhere from the champagne skies and says, Steve Pike. <laughs> so uh and then i think like ron harper jr went back and forth with him and was like damn you would have been in scarlet if it wasn't for brad so i think in general this was all in good fun no disrespect to brad underwood but uh was this coleman just poking the bear what do you make of this
1: yeah and uh, i i want to mince my words here because last time i said this about a player got taken badly but Coleman is in the nicest way possible, and I love him for it because I am one too. We, we we have dickhead tendencies. It's a dickhead tweet. It is like you you didn't have to do it. Every other player in the Big Ten is literally tweeting their own coach and saying like, "I love this school, doing this," and then Coleman comes in with a, "Yeah, I'm going Pikel, and then in parentheses putting. <laughs> if I did, if I couldn't choose Brad, like, it's just, it's hilarious. Um, I think it's hilarious too, because it's also true. Like that's how he really feels. And I think that's one of my most favorite parts of Coleman. He doesn't really mince words. He just says what he wants. And not a lot of people do that, but I think it's just hilarious thinking. (laughs) It's hilarious because I literally see seven tweets before, like go green, Izzo, I see a Maryland dude uh, chime in. I think it was Jameer Young saying, I'm rolling with my dog or something like that. And then you just see, yeah, give me Michael from Coleman. It's just, it's funny.
0: Yeah. The comments like have pictures of Coleman as a recruit in a Rutgers jersey. I'm not going to lie. It looks appropriate. <laughs> he looks right in a Rutgers Does Coleman jersey. have a COVID here? I don't know. Uh, we might, we might do a little tampering here. No disrespect to Illinois, but I feel like a lot of Illinois fans take Coleman for granted as his. So like kind of yeah. good fit. Yeah.
1: You don't, you don't
0: know what you have until it's gone. I wish this would have happened like two months ago. We could have just done a one for one Paul Mulcahy, Coleman Hawkins swap. And I think both teams get better if you did that.
1: How fun How fun would a random offseason be where you can only do interconference trades like one for ones?
0: That would be extremely fun. That also would be a great topic for next week. Um, if it's as quiet as it was this week, that would be a fun one. But so am I missing something on Paykel? I said this in the Discord yesterday. and We've obviously done a lot of Rutgers segments lately. Rutgers has all this momentum. He has all these connections. He's brought in a great staff that's landing all these guys that they, they have grown up ties to. But, like, I wasn't expecting, like, one of the loudest Big Ten players there is from a different school to be like, oh, Paykel's the man. Is Paykel, like, way cooler than I realize? I think we're just missing it for some reason. But it's just like... We
1: think back to like Big Ten Media Days, uh, all these places we've been to, press conferences, things like that. Just never, ever, I've guessed, come away from one of those and be like, man, I love Paykel. But maybe that's just on us. Like maybe we need to make the trip to Rutgers, to be honest. But we need to be in Paykel's bubble, be in his aura to figure out what it is about. Because I really don't I I don't see it necessarily to me. And I don't mean this as disrespect. I respect what Paykel has done and I respect what he's doing right now. But a lot of it is just me doing just that. I, I don't really have anything else to go off of where I'm like, oh, Paykel like that guy or, oh, I want to play for Coach Paykel.
0: It's not even like a want to play for thing for me. I just feel like there's a lot of like buzz in the last couple of weeks. that like, Paykel this awesome hang or he's just like a cool person. And I'm not I'm not picking up on those vibes. He but then again also, we didn't also, drive the I, also,
1: and and this is going to sound bad. I think that Pikele is an underrated coach, but in my eyes, if you're that underrated and you're at Rutgers and when coaching cycles come around, I don't ever hear coach Pikele's name come up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I and this is not shade to Pikele because uh Peichel's doing a fantastic oh, job. Oh no, no,
1: I'm 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 big in on 4PF Pikele.
0: Yeah, all in all, we really like it. I just feel like I'm missing something. Like, there's a missing link to why all these people like Paykel so much. And maybe we need to drive to Piscataway and figure it out. The other thing that came to mind for me during this, uh, if Hunter Dickinson was still in the Big Ten and was still on Twitter because Bill Self didn't probably forcibly take his phone from him for a couple months, what would Hunter's response to this have been? You know he would have (laughs) tweeted. What would he have tweeted? He would have said "Juan." See, I, I don't think he would. I think he would have gone flat out troll and he either would have just tweeted, Underwood? he either would have just tweeted Tom Izzo, just the words Tom Izzo with nothing else, or he would have tweeted a picture of Brad.
1: I'd no, I think 100%. He would have gone to
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. Where is Hunter, by the way? Or actually, you know what? It would have been better if Hunter currently today. If Hunter responded to this with a picture of (laughs) that would be hilarious. That would have been funny and I would have been really mad about it. But uh, Hunter, here's some ideas for you, my friend. Yeah, I don't know where he is. He's gone silent on us. It's not. good. Maybe it's part of his Kansas contract. Bill Self forces you to take a sabbatical from social media. Um, Who would your answer be if you were a Big Ten player and you were obligated contractually to respond to a Joe Tipton clickbait tweet? Who would you have? Said. Izzo. Isn't that just the fan in you though? Like that that's your genuine honesty as a basketball player. Like you played at Albion, you played at college. You want to play for Tom Izzo over any other coach this conference?
1: Yeah, because I want to win too.
0: There's other guys that win. True. But
1: I I need Tom Izzo. I need Izzo. I need Izzo. I need to be yelled at. I need to be pushed. But is would you,
0: you're choosing that, though. I I agree. You need to be pushed. But is you the player choosing to be pushed the way Xavier Hooker yeah, has chosen that? Yes. yes, I have to because <laughs> if any other
1: co- like Mike Woodson comes up to me and says something, I'll probably just be like, "I'm good." <laughs> no, thanks, Mike.
0: Right.
1: And I don't mean to throw Mike Woodson in that category, but I I need a coach that's going to push me. I need to be I need to be yelled at. I need to be bored. I need to be hit. Probably in some scenarios. <laughs>
0: You need to be physically abused, which is why you're choosing Tom Izzo, just to be clear. yeah.
1: My, my you, Did you see that video of that uh, Pee Wee football coach that like punched that kid in the stomach? No. <laughs> yeah, he got arrested at halftime of the game. He was caught on camera punching a kid in the stomach. Uh, my assistant coach in high school, um, rest in peace, he actually passed away. Coach Massey, one of my favorite assistant coaches in uh, high school basketball. We had a drill where all the big men would finish with a pad. And like he was hitting us with the pad and we were finishing pretty well. And I go up for a layup and he drops the pad and gives me a full-on right hook to the stomach. I blow the lay and he's talking about finish strong as I'm on the ground. And he was a big dude too. He was probably 6'10, like two 250. He was a big fella and it hurt. But damn it, I got I finished strong the next game.
0: I had no idea you had the mental fortitude to endure all of this and to choose all of this. Credit to you. bro! I got The shit that coaches have put me through in my life, I, there ain't
1: nothing. I, honestly, Tom Izzo is like the last boss on the level of chirping me and getting after me. So I need to see if I can conquer that. If I can conquer that, there ain't a coach in the world I can not get get over.
0: I do think you and Izzo would very much have like a A.J. Hogard trajectory. Like, you can't tell me underclassmen use not having like some on camera moments with Izzo where you're just like giving him hell.
1: I'm not doing that, but I'm definitely throwing them like, you know how I do the podcast eyes like,
0: If they catch me on camera. I'm definitely hitting them. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Sure, uh, Thomas. Okay. My answer for the record, there's only three coaches in this conference I would even consider wanting to play for at all. It would be Matt Painter, Chris Holtman and Brad Underwood. Those would be my three.
1: I like those three. There's yeah. a lot of co- honestly. There's a lot of coaches in the Big Ten I would play for. Like I've I've even said on this podcast before that I personally like Juwan, the coach and the person. It's just everything else around that I don't know how I feel
0: about it. But like I would love to play for Juwan. Your answer used to be Juwan back when Michigan had a little momentum. Uh, you couldn't pay me enough money to play for Greg Gard though. <laughs> no, I no. just... I'd I'd, me- I'd medically retire. And Madison's a cool place, but no, thank you. Anyways, thank you, Coleman, for uh, making some fun on a little quiet Tuesday. Do more. Tweet more. Yeah, Give us more, Coleman. Always an open invite, Coleman. By the way, if you want to come on the show and defend Carter saying that you are a dickhead, our door is open. Uh, You are welcome to come to whatever you would like on the Sleepers Podcast. Let's move on, Cart. The Field of 68 is attending an event uh, with the Basketball Hall of Fame tonight. I don't know specifically what's happening here. I think it's like an induction ceremony in Chicago of a new class of college basketball hall of fame. Uh, yeah. 2023 college basketball hall of fame ceremony live from Chicago. Anyway, follow the field of 68 for all that Goodman Doster. And uh, I think Robbie Hummel will be involved. Rob called me yesterday and told me that he's making Kevin Sweeney basically be there redacted for the night. Like he called Sweeney and was like, Hey, we need your help. And Sweeney's all excited about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to make Sweeney be our bitch. So not redacted. Um, So uh, that should be fun to watch peripherally. But anyways, this got me thinking. If there was a Carter Elliott Hall of Fame, who would be the first ballot first class? So I've given you some specifics here. I want four inductees. And I also want you to paint a picture of what this night looks like. Like, what's the ceremony? Who's presenting these guys and who's who's in? You said we're in big. Vac- you said we we're doing Big Ten. I said that's what I'm doing. You can do whatever you want with this. Oh, like I, okay. I we're doing a Carter Elliott Hall of Fame and a Greg Waddell Hall of Fame. My Hall of Fame just so happens to include four Big Ten basketball players because that's pretty much all I care about. Yours could go anywhere, which is why I'm excited for this. You could you could give me Big Ten names. You could give me like I don't know Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I'm swapping out.
1: I'm swapping. I I kept mine all basketball.
0: Okay. But now that you say this. (laughs) ah, Okay. Do you want me to go first and you can have some time?
1: Yeah, go ahead. But I did. You go first. I got mine, but I kept mine all college basketball.
0: Okay. So the Greg Waddell Hall of Fame. Let me just paint a picture of what this night is. First of all, we're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's the only place that we could have the Greg Waddell Hall of Fame. Uh, Hopefully it's like an outdoor ceremony, like kind of on the river. You can see a river and a lake. And then there's just like an open bar and cheese is being brought to everyone. Various forms of cheese. Uh, the host of the night is Ben Carter of Michigan State fame. Uh, he actually was considered as a nominee, but ultimately uh, we had too much actual greatness to give awards to. So Ben Carter just gets to play MC. I'm sure he'd be very good in that role. Like he's handsome. He would look good in a suit and uh, he'd probably be able to poke fun at himself. Like we would get no less than five. Five. Jokes about why was I on the floor and not Jaron throughout the night? And it would everyone would be like slapping their knee, enjoying every single one. It'd be great. Uh, First induction, first ballot, first Hall of Famer, no doubt unanimous. D Brown is inducted. Coolest Big Ten basketball player of my life. Coolest basketball player. Probably the reason I am such a Big Ten basketball fan. Vividly remember D Brown uh, like that. Illinois team was undefeated going into the final game of the regular season, I believe. And they lost to Ohio State. Um, At least I'm pretty sure they lost or it was like a final shot game. Anyways, I was like preparing for my eighth grade championship, like refreshing my little cell phone, my little flip phone, trying to figure out if Illinois won the game or not. And Luther Head and Darren Williams would be the people presenting him, by the way, just little trio. They'd get to give their little moment, But D Brown's the one that gets in and his headband is what goes on the shrine. Number two, is Augustine there. Augustine's like the camera cuts to Augustine. He's in the second row, not the first row.
1: Okay. He needs to be there.
0: Yeah. As as is Roger Powell, uh, as is Bruce Weber. Those three are sitting together in the stands, but mostly just Luther and Darren. Um, Second vote in Taylor battle. What a legend. Uh, The the boo-boo-y feelings I have all apply to Taylor battle. And the best part of this is they're related. And had no idea until like a year into my Boo Booie love, but Taylor Battle was the original like must see television. Like I was watching every Penn State game for three years just because of this guy. Boo Booie would present him, by the way, and it would be a nice look, like there'd be a family montage with some like old pictures of them like when they were like eleven and uh, like four. It'd be really cute. Your thoughts okay. on Taylor Battle?
1: I, I love I, I love Taylor Battle. I love the pick. And it's also good for you because you can work in Budarius into that. like exactly. He's presenting, correct?
0: Correct. Exactly. That's so correct. D, D. Brown, Taylor Battle are the first two. The third one, Trey Burke. Uh, Not negotiable. Has to be in. The shot, obviously, that's on replay on the big screen behind him. Jalen Rose is presenting him as well. Thought about Tim Hardaway presenting him, but I don't think Tim Hardaway is good enough on a microphone. Thought about Nick Stauskas presenting him, but different eras like those those two weren't a tandem so it's got to be jalen rose jalen rose would do the best job with it uh and yeah trey burke legend for my money the best big 10 basketball player i've seen in my life and the most meaningful to my program final one cart this is going to be a little shocking to you this is a controversial one that they got through in this way the murray twins are being inducted together as keegan and chris murray what's that that's cheating the Murray twins have been inducted together and presenting them, uh, is the McCaffrey brothers. But then in the middle of the McCaffrey brothers presenting them, the McCaffrey brothers get surprised with the Sanford brothers showing up and it's a big whole brother thing with hey. Iowa basketball family. Yes. So that's, that. those are my inductions. First year, Greg Waddell hall of fame, D Brown, Taylor battle, Trey Burke, Murray twins. Huh? Okay. Like presented like- by Ben Carter.
1: I, I like all those choices, just so you know.
0: Okay. Well That's now good. take take us to the Carter Elliott Hall of Fame. Paint a picture.
1: Okay. The Carter Elliott Hall of Fame, for anyone who hasn't been there, it's going to take place in Columbus, Ohio, okay, <laughs> at a place called Brew Dog. It's a it's a brewery outdoor. It's a dog hotel and brewery. It's fire. If you haven't been there, if you saw the outdoor setup, you could see the vision on what my ceremony is going to look like. It's going to be a lead. So is that brewdog? Is that brewdog brewery in Columbus, Ohio? You are actually my presenter. You are the MC for the night. I think you're gonna do a great job oh, at it. Oh yes. wow. Thank I you. I think that is it. First on my list, Carson Edwards. Wrist tape wonders. Literally, probably when I think about most fun I've had watching players. I mean, obviously, you think about the players you mentioned, like D Brown and Taylor Battle. But Carson Edwards, just something about the wrist tape, the stockiness, the muscular ass legs, the tiny just shot chucker, just everything I wanted to be, but I couldn't be. So Carson Edwards is going to be first on there. He's going to be presented by Travion Williams because I want Travion Williams (laughs) to be there. I think it'd be great. That's nice. Second, my non-negotiable, unanimous Cassius Winston, greatest point guard in Michigan State history. Tom Izzo presents him. That's easy. Don't need to dive into that. I'll be in tears. Now, here's where it gets a little bit, uh, maybe iffy, one might say. And this is because it's my personal, and this is who I like the most. My third is Mitch McGarry, okay? I was – Mitch McGarry was before his time. I wanted to be Mitch McGarry. Everything about Mitch McGarry is me. I'm presenting Mitch McGarry myself, and it's (laughs) going to be great, Okay. The dude was a problem, could have been great, but he chose to be a 300 bowler and smoke weed and live on a farm instead. And you know what? That's okay. But Mitch McGarry was that boy. And outside of like Trey Burke, maybe even Stauskas, like I kind of hated Stauskas, even though he was cold. I don't know if there's a Michigan player who sands like the Fab Five era, obviously, that I actually liked more than I like Mitch McGarry. Like, I just loved his game and loved Mitch McGarry. So he's got to be there.
0: No Jordan Poole on your on your list of guys you liked?
1: No, I didn't really like Jordan Poole at Michigan, to be honest. Yeah, that's I crazy.
0: That's crazy. In my
1: feelings, challenge was fire. That should have sucked me in, but it didn't. Pause. Okay. Uh, and then fourth, uh, to go along with this theme, Greg, you know I always latch myself to a player that maybe not others latch themselves to. And I think they're going to be great, and I think they're special. And they're not usually the star on the team they're on. And this was the start of that. And all my high school friends can attest to this. I was the only member and the biggest fan club bandwagon member of Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb from UConn is getting into my my Mount Rushmore here, my Naisman ceremony. And let me tell you why. In high school, when I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to be a three, I wanted to be Jeremy Lamb. I wanted to throw floaters from all over the court. I wanted to take my wrists. I wanted to wear a 5X T, even though I'm 190 pounds, and 4X shorts and shoot jumpers and play with Kemba. And Calhoun will be presenting him in this ceremony. Jeremy Lamb was my first, my first wing that I attached myself to. And you know I love to attach myself to wings in college basketball. Jeremy Lamb started that moment. He started that movement for me. So Jeremy Lamb's
0: my fourth in there. You love wrist tape. Is my takeaway from this?
1: Love wrist tape. <laughs> you love it. I love. I love wrist tape until Ricky Doyle did it for Michigan. That ruined wrist tape. That was I'll, no. That was double wrist tape. That was insane.
0: I also i I feel like I did disrespect your dog Pierre the other day because Carson Edwards is the Pierre comp, not the not Pat Bev. Carson Edwards is the comp,
1: like and
0: that. uh, yeah i i I'm surprised Bryce Sensabaugh. Didn't make this first ballot. He only played one year. Okay, I thought you would endorse and support only playing one year. To be honest, well,
1: I, I didn't want you to deny your presenter duties, and I feel like you would have if
0: Bryce had to get <laughs> inducted. I appreciate that. Okay, uh, it, that was fun. I like your Hall of Fame. I'd be honored to present at your Hall of Fame at a dog hotel and spa in Columbus, Ohio. You're sleeping on Brew Dog. do you just really love columbus that much
1: i do love columbus
0: how come you didn't mention the dog spa while we were in columbus together once
1: i didn't know it was there
0: when did you discover it was there uh the last time when i went to that tiny home we passed it and i was like oh
1: shit (laughs) i saw it on tiktok and i was like damn that's a dog hotel sized brewery we should stop
0: there we have our dog you've never even been there or you have been there
1: i've been there last time i was in uh, that tiny home getaway. I went there. I stopped. We stopped there.
0: I thought you were like in the middle of nowhere wilderness in a tiny home. I didn't know you were at a dog spa. Well, to get
1: to that, we passed the brewery. We stopped and got a beer and went to the dog park that's
0: at the brewery. By the way, okay, like it's amazing. All right, I'm yeah. I need more info on this. I'm confused, but all right, fun segment. Everybody enjoy the basketball hall of fame tonight, uh, especially Kevin Sweeney. Hope he has a great time. Let's move to our final segment today. We said we were going to do this earlier in the show. This is from a prompt from Matt F in the Discord which we greatly appreciate. We read it earlier, but uh essentially what this is going to be is the same thing we did yesterday where we were drafting Big 10 players and a coach. Only can do one from each program. So if you pick a coach from one program, you can't pick a player from that program. And yesterday we were trying to win a national title, so we were picking the best players in the Big 10. Today we're just trying to Build a team that can compete in the Big Ten. We're trying to build a team that can finish top four in this conference this year. We can't pick any starters. We cannot pick any players. Uh, how should we define this? Any players that have started before this year or any players that will be in starting lineups this year?
1: I think any players that will be in starting lineups this year.
0: So we have to do a little guesswork since we don't know the official lineups, but we have yeah. to we have to pick bench guys. Across the board. I, I think we need to have a little, me and you can keep each other accountable
1: on the integrity of what a bench guy is.
0: Okay. I'm good with that. All right. So where does this start? Who is the best bench guy in the Big Ten this year?
1: So, so I feel like it has to come from Purdue or Michigan State, right?
0: Um. So let's, let's go through Purdue's because Purdue's going to start Braden Lawyer, Edie, for sure. And then from there, it's like, is it Morton or Colvin? Is it first or Kaufman Wren? My guess would be they start Morton and Kaufman Wren, but Kaufman Wren didn't start last year. And if Kaufman Wren's not a starter, he's a no brainer first.
1: Pick. But the, won't they
0: start Gillis? I don't think so. Didn't Morton start last year? Mm. I guess we're not picking Morton or Gillis either way, though, are we?
1: Well, I think that was, a, it, that was the lineup. It was Braden. Braden lawyer, Morton, Gillis, Edie.
0: No, first. And I think more,
1: and then I think, and then I think either Morton or Gillis might have went to the bench for first.
0: First started a lot of games last year. I know that. It, uh here well, I'm looking it up right now.
1: Okay, but going through that subject, I don't even know if I would. Take- I think the person that would be in contention would be Colvin. But I don't know if I want. I don't know if we want Colvin.
0: Colvin's production was really limited on the overseas trip, even though he flashed a little bit. Um do we want, Brian, do, we want do we want Brian Waddell on our team? I think the pick is either first or Kaufman Wren. I think both oh, those guys are good. I will I think Kaufman
1: Wren as our center.
0: Yeah, the, it's just which one of those two is going to start because one of them's gonna start for Purdue. Last year first started twenty one games. Kaufman Wren did not start a game. So okay, I, let's go
1: let's let's go Kaufman Wren at the four. I'm sorry. The five.
0: I like that. Trey Kaufman ran is our center, although he might be our four because I have a flip here. Zed Z, Z, Z Key and Felix Akpara are both not going to start for Ohio State. Both of them are going to start? No way. Well, only one of them is going to start. They're not going to play two centers in the starting oh, line. Oh, I, th-
1: I no. I thought you said. I thought you were saying neither of them are going to
0: start. <laughs> no, one of them will start, but the other one i think would be one of the best bench guys in the conference, right? Do
1: we like a zed key kaufman ren back uh, front court though?
0: I mean, it feels a little gross, but i feel like there's not a lot of great options in this conference that are code off the bench.
1: I mean, we could do like kaufman ren, Xavier Booker, Kaufman ren, cone Carr at the 4.
0: So who's starting for Michigan State? Is Malik Hall starting and Xavier Booker's off the bench? Yeah, i think that's what it's going to be. I don't think that lasts very long. I think Xavier Booker starts pretty soon. But I guess we can we could play that. I yeah, I guess I'd rather have those freshmen. I'd rather have Akpara than those guys, though.
1: Yeah, but the thing is if we get Akpara, then I think I don't know if I get Trey Kaufman Wren. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That front court is just
0: I don't know about that for me. See, I'm buying Kaufman Wren a little bit on the perimeter. He was shooting overseas. I don't know. I, I Akpara to me is a big breakout guy. Kaufman Ren's a big breakout guy. Cohen Karkin can dunk. I would Okay, you know, <laughs> let's,
1: let's, let's let's go with this. Let's go with Zed Key and Kaufman Ren as our front court. I think that's a productive front court. I think we got to pick that.
0: Except are we sure Zed Key's not starting? Zed Key started 23 games last year. Akpara started 11. Like if Zed Key's healthy, I think he's their starting center again.
1: Or do they start Zed Key with Akpara?
0: They wouldn't start both. They'll go because they got Thornton, Roddy Gale, two of the freshmen, one of the two freshmen, and then Jameson Battle.
1: I wish Tyler Wall was coming off the bench. Um. Okay, can we go, can we go Coffman and Rand Booker then? That's what I. I don't so think-
0: I. I have a different Michigan State name. I have a different Michigan State name. I think we should take Jeremy Fears as starting point guard.
1: Okay, yeah. For I forgot we can only have one player from
0: each. I think Jeremy Fears is awesome. He's obviously not starting, and I th- I think if you threw freshman Fears in like a thirty minute role, run the show. I think he'd be electric.
1: Thought you were gonna go Holloman on this one, but I'll go
0: I'll go Fears. Okay, so then that means are we still we're not sure on the Ohio State. For I I think Akpara is the bench guy if we were gonna take one. Okay, let's take
1: Akpara then. If that, if Akpara is a bench guy, I want to pick Akpara.
0: So, right figured. now, we have Jeremy Fears, Trey Kaufman, Wren, Felix Akpara. Yes. Okay. I feel good about that. Now, we need, I think we need a lot of shooting at the two and the three. <laughs> Sanford's for sure starting. Is the other Sanford starting? <laughs> do we even know if he can shoot or we just assuming he can't because he's a Sanford? He's a Sanford. He can shoot. Um, uh i'm trying to go through teenage here we haven't used anyone from indiana at all anywhere but they don't have any guards or wings
1: i yeah like i don't i don't want gun i don't uh who else they got uh they got got cups don't want cups uh let's see here who am i missing Ohio State, like, is Jameson, ba- Jameson Battle's gonna start? Right? Jameson
0: Battle's gonna start, and we already took Akpara, so I'm I've moved on from Ohio State. I think, um, I mean, Illinois would be a squad, they're deep. So, if we're defining Illinois starters, we would think Ty Rogers, Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins, Dane Danger are guarantees. So, we can't take any of them. Outside of that, we could take Luke Goody, Marcus Damask. Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn, Sincere Harris. Those would be the four names I would consider. One of them's going to start. Who do you think starts out of those four?
1: You said Demass starts, right?
0: I don't know. I don't know. One of those, I think Luke Goody might start, which stinks because uh, I would take Luke Goody on this team. We need shooting.
1: I don't know if I want Fears Gibbs,
0: Lawhorn. See, I, I like that in theory, but then we need a knockdown shooter at the three. Hear me out here. Do we take Harmon? No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Wait to hear me out. Uh,
1: there's not a lot of bench shooting in the Big Ten. Unless
0: I'm missing somebody. I think... I think we just go best player available and then get a spot shooter. So I I think it's Gibbs, Lawhorn, or you could talk me into Sincere Harris.
1: Give me Sincere. I want I want the ball
0: in Jeremy Fear's hands. Okay, so Jeremy fears Sincere Harris. We feel better about our defense now. Akpara, Trey Kaufman, Ren, and now we need we need a pure three and D guy, a guy that's going to be a good defender and can also shoot the basketball.
1: I'm just going down teams and already picked Purdue. Already picked Michigan State. Is there um, Is
0: is Jamie Kaiser for sure starting? I think may, he probably is. Maybe not. So okay. Um, <laughs> Wisconsin. Do they get Klesmith back?
1: They do get Klesmith back.
0: Are we not taking Klezman? If
1: if we do, I don't want to have any connection to this team. This could be the team
0: I, you picked. He's a 38% shooter. He's a good defender. Okay. The, the, give me a better option than Klezman then. Who's Rutgers not starting?
1: <laughs> like, uh, Plomanski? I don't even know what that dude is. I'm
0: love- looking at Rus- Rutgers starters are going to be Cliff, uh, Derek Simpson, Mawat Mag. Yeah, they don't have anybody worth taking. I I guess Klesmans the pick. I mean, Mich- you could take Llewellyn. You could take. But Llewellyn doesn't guard or shoot. So <laughs> <It's> <laughs> we could tough. we could take yo yo breakout here.
1: <laughs> just bank on a just break just bank on yo yo breakout.
0: I wish Trey Galloway wasn't going to start. That'd be a great pick, but he's going to start. A great, great pick. No, I think we got to go Kleisman. that That's the pick. Isn't there someone we're missing, though? There's got to be someone we're missing that's better than Klezman. There has to be. I don't I really don't. I'm
1: going down the teams right now. I don't think so. No, no one on Maryland I could think of. No one on Rutgers.
0: What's Nebraska's starting lineup?
1: Um, they'll have the two the transfers. They got Wiltshire. Tomanaga. I don't know who they got coming off the bench. I, I don't even know who the rest of the starting lineup is, so I don't know if they got anybody good coming off the bench. Uh,
0: I I'm, I'm really like what's Minnesota slide got to be. We can't do this. It's either got to be someone from Iowa or Klesmet, I think, or what I about guess Josh Dix from Iowa. I wish we could take two Purdue guys. Colvin would really be perfect now that we're here is there so should we flip up the front court like would it be better to take a an Ohio State or a Purdue wing and then replace with like Gus Yaldin at center I'm
1: if you're asking if we have Gus Yalden on this team that's not a question you got to ask
0: but I is Gus Yaldin that good yes can he guard though like I honestly I'm good with the
1: Klusman I think the Klusman picks the, what we need That's the best option.
0: All right, fine. Who's our coach? Well, okay. Jeremy Fierce, (laughs) Sincere Harris, Max Klezman, Trey Kaufman-Wren, Felix Akpara is our team. And that takes away most of the good coaches in this conference. No Izzo, no Underwood, no guard, no Painter, no Holtman.
1: Okay. Also you said good coaches and you mentioned guard relax. Um in that case I think, J- I, think
0: Ju- I think Juwan's the coach. What about Pykel? I think Juwan's the coach. I don't think Pykel's not taking that. Pykel's pa- not taking Max Klesman and making a top four offense out of that. It, all right,
1: give me give me Juwan. Give me Juwan. But the excuse me. Ooh, the main point of this. <laughs> does this team finish top four in the Big Ten? I don't know if they do
0: no way they don't i don't, I don't think that roster is better than michigan's roster this year <laughs> like, uh, relax but i don't think that that team they really better than I, that that team is better than michigan yeah
1: dog yeah
0: i don't think so they are um, <laughs> i really don't think so they,
1: they most certainly are but no that team is not a big that's not a top four team in a big 10 it's not where do they
0: where do they finish then Probably 5th? 6th? I think that team finishes 13th. I think that team's, th- that team's worse than Michigan, Indiana, Iowa. All of them. The only teams that are better than are Nebraska. No, not even Nebraska. They're better than Penn State and uh, Minnesota. That's gross. Sorry. Fun exercise, but that's gross. Carter keeps I yawning. Feel like that, I feel like that's way too low. Carter keeps yawning. We're let's yeah, just I don't end, know what's going on. Let's end the show. We've we've done too many straight days of podcasts. This is a good good little refresh for us. What's your one big thing today, my friend?
1: Mm. So my one big thing for today is and actually I just changed it in my head because I had one thing and when well, I want to change another thing. My one big thing that I want to address is the the dangers and the pain that gatekeeping can cause. Okay, let me walk you through a scenario real quick here. About two weeks ago, I saw a friend from high school, who I haven't really talked to in a long time, but I've been looking for a really good uh, like Thai food place that's around me. I got some good ones, but I'm really still a free agent as far as having my go-to Thai spot that everybody needs. I saw them post a place. They didn't post like a location on their story or something like that. I asked what place this is. They read it and never responded. Why are we gatekeeping places? Why are we not trying to spread joy? Why are you stopping me from finding my go-to Thai place? Why do you want me to wake up on a Sunday when I want want some pad Thai with chicken and crab ragoon and I can't get it at a new place because you want to gatekeep places? Don't gatekeep places. If you do the work, you find a great place, let other people know about it. It's good for them. It's good for the businesses supporting. Stop gatekeeping, especially when it comes to food. That pisses me off. I feel fat talking about this, but I'm just saying, stop gatekeeping.
0: Where are you supposed to let people know about it though? Like are is it your obligation to like post on Facebook that this is a good restaurant? It's, it's not
1: your obligation necessarily, but it needs to be like it needs to be known if it comes up in conversation. Oh, I know this place. You should try it. You post it on your story, drop the location. Someone swipes up and asks about it, let them know where it is. Let them know what it's about. Is this how, like, do you ask people and people don't tell you? No, most people tell me, but there's this one person who is gatekeeping. This is this one person who I'm not going to call them out by name, but do I know them? No. So, do you not have, do you not have people in your life that gatekeep?
0: I don't think so. Like I, I also don't like respond to stories and be like, "Ooh, where's this restaurant?" Very much. Call me Zesty. No, I just I, I that's not a me thing. Um, I'm also you know this like I'm not not good at Snapchat or Instagram. Like I don't respond. I don't use those as forms of communication. True, you're so good at social media, but like so bad at those. I I just hate those social media platforms. To be honest, like. I think there's a target audience for those, not me. Okay. What's your one big thing today? I don't have a one big thing today. I'm like, I'm really scrambling on the fly here to come up with something. And... You're on vacation mode. Yeah, I think that that's probably it. I'm excited for my vacation. I guess that's my one big thing. Uh, that's clearly my brain is turned off and checked out at this point. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is the first time in like two and a half years, really, since I started working in sports that I've actually had like any consecutive days of totally disconnecting and doing nothing. lined a bunch of stuff up so I don't have to while I'm gone. That feels great. Pretty excited. First family vacation, first vacation as a dad. Uh I texted you this. I, I this actually happened not a lie. I shaved my chest yesterday because I know there's going to be like a dad picture where I'm holding Murph that's going to be in households for the next 30 years. And uh, I'm ready for it. Beach body is ready. Uh, the, the chest is shaved for that picture, that photo op. So I can't wait. <laughs> Sorry, TMI, but this is what it is. Okay. Uh, I, I can't wait, my friend. It had to happen. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Sleeper's Podcast. We are taking a two day break, as we alluded to. Uh, hopefully that doesn't piss too many people off, but we'll be back re energized Monday of next week after Labor Day weekend. And uh, thanks to everybody who has supported and joined the discord so far. If you do join the discord, you will be able to hear a couple live rooms for us on these off days, Thursday and Friday. We will do live episodes available to those in the discord sleepers Spats newsletter comes out later today. Hope everyone has a wonderful labor day weekend and never forget that Adam banks was the true talent on the mighty ducks roster without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running. Everything would suddenly stop.